right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me, as always, Dylan Connor. NFL Week 14 in the books. In the books, guys. We are, it's kind of sad. Like, it, it kind of hit mm-hmm. me after Army Navy this weekend. Shout out the over. We're almost done. Like, football's almost gone. Like, it, it's, we're yeah. getting closer and closer to the dark days. We have basketball. Connor and I have basketball. Dylan, what are you going to do with your life when football's gone? When football's done, I do I do a little bit of basketball, but that's like March golf really starts to ramp up like uh, oh, players golf. championship starts in March. So there's like three or four weeks after the Super Bowl that are rough. Uh, but I have cricket now. I don't, I don't know three, when the whoa, cr- whoa, 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 whoa. three or four weeks after. Eh, I, I get that. That's fair. That's fair. It's like two weeks and then conference championships roll in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I have cricket now, though. So I don't know when the cricket season is, but, uh, you know, I'll watch cricket, too. It just it depends. But you're right. It's very sad. Like, I didn't watch the Army-Navy game, but it feels like after Christmas, at least, that's when uh, teams that are out of playoff contention, like officially out of playoff contention, start reeling it back, and you only really get, like, a game or two a week that is actually worth watching. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's real sad. It feels like like just yesterday the season started. I was literally going to say, it feels like we steamrolled through these 14 weeks. I mean, I feel like we just recorded these previews for like college football yeah. and NFL. We did the division previews, Carter. feels like we just happened. Like I was scrolling through my notes and it was like, you know, each division preview note. And I was like, wait a second, August, that was four months ago. So it's just, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of crazy. Before we get into, you know, NFL stuff today, we need to figure out a bowl competition this year. We could do the same thing as last year, do the five, four, three, two, one unit thing. And then, you know. Uh, we have, we have to get a, we that. have to get a fun prize though, or a punishment. Like yeah, last year, I think, I think you had to, I think you had to host Connor. I think that I was did. Yeah. I remember I did the that. Connor cast show. The winner, was a, the winner got like money, didn't they? And the loser had to host. I feel like I won yes. and I had to like get th- money from somebody. I think we did put money in. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. We did. I'm down for whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll brainstorm. We'll, we'll brainstorm in the group chat. Yeah, there we go. All right. Cowboys Eagles. They, I mm. mean, there were some, you know, the TikToks, Instagrams, you know, they were getting comments left and right. Oh, Eagles are going to win, blah, blah, blah. This is five-star Dylan, you know, going against the Eagles once again. What happens? Cowboys 33, Eagles 13. Dylan, I'll let you start from this game. I don't want to get I don't want to get too big for my britches here, boys, right? But that's that's four in a row. That's four or five stars in a row. Got SMU. 49ers first half last week, 49ers full game last week, Dallas Cowboys. You guys know what I've been saying about this Eagles team, right? I've been saying it since the first time they faced off in Philadelphia. They they have found ways to win games by their opponents blowing it almost. And I could go through every example. We don't we don't need to do that, but it was it's really nice to see a bit of regression here. And um it's even funnier Carter, we were talking about it beforehand that the Eagles lost the way they did not scoring an offensive touchdown. And they still had a defensive touchdown, which would is, would be considered lucky ish. There's skill involved with that, but that is one of the things like that's a high leverage swing mm-hmm. in, in the uh, outcome of the game. So then you consider the three fumbles and it's like, oh, okay, there's a, a bit of a difference there, but it was nice to see. It almost makes you feel like things are right in the world. Uh, Eagles fans were getting all <laughs> up in arms and now they're 10 and three and you have people outside of, of the Lincoln, whatever they play at, asking for the defensive coordinator to be fired. I'm like, dude, come! I mean, let's you got to chill out here. They have four what's the bear- word? Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. PTB. You know what we print, say. Over print the here. shirts. Print the shirts. Print the shirts. PTB. But you know they're ten and three. This is the, the only people 
I know that would complain about 10 and three. You're still probably going to win the division. You'll be in the playoffs. You'll have a, a fine seating arrangement, probably not one seed, but you'll be fine. Like it's okay. Just chill out. I would kill to be 10 and three. You would, you guys would kill to be 10 and three. We're the opposite. We're not even the opposite. If we flipped our record, like we're, <laughs> can I be honest? I would kill to be three and 10 with a couple good Bryce Young games, but we don't have to yeah, go there I, yet. Yeah. I think, I think I would do, I would do a lot of things just to be th- three and 10 and we give up only the third pick instead of the number one overall pick. Because yeah. That's going to hurt. We're not, we're not getting out of that. We're not getting out of that one pick. No. <laughs> No way. <laughs> no, but we'll talk about Pan- that's Panthers talk later. Connor, anything about this Cowboys Eagles game? Yeah, I want to start with Dallas here. So I think the real reason behind their success, we talked about a couple weeks ago. Dak is honestly playing the best we've seen since what do you guys think? Because I wrote down 2018. That was the last time we made a Pro Bowl. That was the last time we ever had double digit interceptions. I would argue ever, right? This So this year in 13 games, 28 touchdowns, six picks. Last year, played 12 games, only 23 touchdowns, 15 picks. So through about the same sample size, he has damn near cut his interceptions into thirds. So I think he's playing an MVP level, and people are always like, oh, the Cowboys this, and they're going to crash and burn in January, which they might. But Dak's been better this year, and this is not something we've seen in years past. It's always been, if Dak can get it together, if Dak can play consistently, they have a chance to make a run. He's put it together during the regular season. We haven't seen this in quite a long time, so I think it's real. I think the Cowboys hype is real. I think they have a good shot. They'll have a pretty good matchup in the first round of the playoffs. They'll play what, like the NFC South winner? Bucks if it, or if Falcons. It shakes out. Yeah, so they'll have a pretty good shot at that at least. I would say like eight, ten-point favorites in that game. So I think the Cowboys hype is justified. Connor, before you move on, I mean, obviously I want you to say what you have to say about this game, but I have a, I have a thought exercise before we go to the next next game. Okay, let's go do ahead. it. You and me, go ahead. Okay, so Dallas, obviously I have them like four – no, it's probably more like seven or eight points better than than an average team. It's clear Dak is doing the right things in the regular season. Now's the time of the year you start thinking about postseason futures. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas is going to be in there. Uh, and you're looking at teams to win the NFC. You're looking at teams to win the Super Bowl. How much weight do you put his postseason failures into that consideration? Like, if you're considering betting Dallas to win the Super Bowl – do you say, oh, maybe Dak's turned a leaf? Or do you say, well, he's he has failed in the playoffs so many times before, maybe don't do that? I uh, Two things. One, I put a little stock into that. I think it's fair to put a little stock into that, like guys who choke in the playoffs creates more pressure. Also, being the Cowboys quarterback in the playoff alone creates yeah. that much more pressure. Yeah. The other thing I think about with these futures is, oh, yeah, maybe I like the Cowboys. Oh, maybe I like the Eagles to win it. But who's beating the Niners? If the Niners are healthy, Purdy's healthy, McCaffrey's healthy, Debo's healthy, I don't see anybody beating the Niners. Yeah, I agree. As far as your question, Dylan, I would lean towards turn a new leaf, but I wouldn't be ready to say, I expect him to put up one of these performances in the playoffs just because of what we've seen. And if you're asking me, hey, do I feel confident in a future on Dak or a future on the playoffs? I don't. And to be honest, I've already bet Dak MVP, Dak passing yards, mm-hmm. passing touchdowns. Those are regular season bets. Those are regular season numbers. And I think he's going to keep putting on a show to end this regular season. But you're right. Playoff games are different. It's a different atmosphere, different intensity. And Carter, you hit it. You hit it perfectly. Being the Cowboys quarterback, that's an extra layer. And plus, he's going to be thinking about those past failures. I mean, I think they'll definitely win the first game. But I don't yeah. think I can be confident in him to lead them to a Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd be like shocked. But I think you do have to like take into account what's happened in the past years. All right. On the Philly side of things, 
Is it time to hit the panic button on Philly? I know, Dylan, you said calm down, Philly. Calm down, Eagles fans. But also, it was a little concerning. You know, you play the Cowboys, you know, you get destroyed. They play the Niners, you play, get destroyed against probably the two best teams in the NFC, and you don't hang with them. What do you think, Dylan? Is it time to push the panic button for the Eagles? No. I do. I mean, as much as I love dunking on these guys and like, oh, I was right. Boom. You guys got your your well-deserved losses. You have to add context to what has been going on and the stretch that they've gone through the last five or six games. It is probably the toughest stretch in football uh, any of the teams have to face. So you add that into context. Now, the defenses look bad. That's worrisome. I know Connor will have something on that. But as mm-hmm. far as the future record, like they have four cupcakes left they have the seahawks cardinals and then the giants twice right i think they'll lose one to the giants they'll probably lose week 18 to the giants but regardless like you're still going to be in the playoffs i don't you can get the defense figured out i think the defense probably gets a more tired than the offense does when you're going it with a stretch like they're going on so i i think they'll be fine do i think they'll win the super bowl no but i think that they'll find themselves in the nfc championship and maybe even in the super bowl but i don't think that I, I don't think this year that they're made to make that big run. But the defense is bad. bad yeah. That has not been good. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was uh, prepping for the show today. I was in the weeds. I was in the advanced stats, you know, the Dylan realm of things, as, as some go. might say. There was a couple things that stood out to me. So I was looking at like, opponents against the blitz rate for Philadelphia this year. So last year, opponents against the Philly blitz, only a 60% completion rate, nine touchdowns, five picks, 82.8 passer rating. So that was what, 17 games? This year through the first 13 games against the Blitz, over 70% completion rate, eight touchdowns, no picks, 118.2 passer rating. So for whatever reason, the Eagles are like not, the Blitz is not working for them. And the thing is, I found this interesting, they're blitzing the same amount, but with less success. So they blitz 22, per, excuse me, 22.1% of the time last year. They're hitting more this year, 22.4% Blitz rate this year. Less success, as I just said, they were second in pressure rate last year, 10th this year. So it's dropped off considerably for them. For whatever reason, they're not getting to the quarterback. And you saw it last night. Besides that strip sack fumble, I mean, there was a couple plays. Dak was under duress. But you think of that Philly pass rush, and you're like, oh, Hassan Reddick. Like, you know, they're always getting to the quarterback. Brandon Graham, whoever, Jalen Carter this year. Teams are just performing well against it. I don't know if that's an indictment on the Eagles secondary not being great. So, you know, when they blitz and they throw down the field, somebody's open, but – it just seems like Dak was comfortable last night, and same with Brock Purdy and all these better teams. I don't think they're too worried about this Eagles blitz, and I think the numbers back it up. They're blitzing the same amount and having a lot less success. How much stock do you put into their tough schedule? They get beat up by the Niners. You're going against a tough Cowboys yeah. team, too. You're going against the Bills. You're going against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, like a tough defense, tough offense. They're just kind of getting beat up. I think they're just – they just need to get healthy before these playoffs. I think that's the most important thing. Well, there was a gauntlet of a schedule, and you knew there would be some kind of drop-off. Like, if they, if they went through this and went undefeated or had one or two losses on the whole year, that would be shocking. Like, you had to expect a little bit of a drop-off, and, you know, Dylan's gone around arguing with Eagles fans. The thing is, it's it's not the end of the world. I'm not ready to press the panic button yet, because this is the hardest schedule I've seen in the NFL over, what, five week, five or six weeks in a row. So I don't think it's time to panic with them, but I do think some stock can be put into that, where it's like, week after week, you're playing these teams that are going to be in the playoffs, like with high-powered offenses that you expect to see on primetime, on headlines. So I think that does take a toll on a team like the Eagles. Like, they're not exempt from it, even though they were in the Super Bowl last year. So it's interesting you ask that. How much do we, how much weight do we put into this? 
it, it is true. Like when you get to the tail end of the the schedule that they've had, which the 49ers and the Cowboys being the tail end, tail end of that, you can expect the team to be more tired. Obviously, you know, playing better competition. The what's interesting to me is while they were playing this tough comp- competition, they weren't they still weren't playing great football. Like you go to the Chiefs game, it took an MVS drop pass and a Kelsey fumble on Philadelphia's ten for them to win the game. You go back to the Cowboys, we've done we've done that whole show. Uh, I mean, over and over again about Dak stepping out, Scootmaker falling short, throwing short of the end zone on the last play. Bills, a Jake Bass missed field goal, and uh, <laughs> a horse collar tackle that ended up being intentional grounding away from losing that game too. So mm-hmm. I think you can put weight to it, but when you also consider the first three games of the gauntlet, did they have any business winning those in the first place either? And I understand winning games. It's all NFL. It's about winning games. Fine. If those games are replayed, is the result going to be different? And, and well, yeah. Well, go, yeah, you go ahead. Well, here's another point. You talk about the gauntlet of a schedule. What about the easier teams? Because Philadelphia last year, they were steamrolling teams. I mean, they were yeah. destroying these bottom-tier yeah. teams. They've only got two double-digit wins this year. They've only got two double-digit wins. They're barely squeaking by. I mean, even week one, Patriots, Vikings, one-score games, which I know Kirk Cousins lost the Jets, only beat the Commanders by seven. They was close both games against the Commanders. They're barely squeaking yeah. by these lower tier teams. And that's not the Philadelphia Eagles we saw last year that made the Super Bowl run. They were putting teams away very convincingly. And I don't want, this doesn't have to be Eagles hour, but first week of the season, like Mac Jones almost drove all the way down the field on them to win the game. If you remember that drive, I mean, they got to like the 25 or whatever. And then Mac Jones just, just did what Mac Jones does. And, and, Mm -hmm. Eagles fans are going to say, oh, well, we stopped him. Uh, congratulations. You stopped Mac Jones. What do you want me to say? I mean, <laughs> but that those are the things like, are they winning in a in a replicable way? So in in stats, in science, uh, the determination of a good experiment is if it is replicable by other scientists, other data analysts. Are the Eagles wins replicable? A lot of them aren't. <laughs> no matter how tough the schedule is, a lot of them aren't. So. Yeah. I don't know. I still think they're a fine team. I think I have them like seventh, sixth best team. They'll be fine. They'll make the playoffs. The question is how far are they going to make it? I don't I don't know how to answer that. What happens if they lose next Monday to Seattle? Because then I think possible. the floodgates open. That's if possible. Flood, if That's if possible because uh, Drew Locke did not look that bad against no, the 49ers. Like, he wasn't great, no, but it was not that bad. But, but it is Drew Locke, and he probably should have thrown a pick six. And he should be throwing. He throws a pick six in almost every game he plays. So, but it, let's say it happens. Let's say the Eagles lose to Seattle. Imagine the Philly fans on Twitter then. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, the the floodgates would open. It would be fired defensive coordinator. You know, bring in Mark Smiriota. No, just kidding. There but, well, speaking of that, talk about uh, David Carr. What a what a week to rattle off that take because he's <laughs> looking like a genius. I I just saw something on Twitter that he's doubling down on that. That's what we need to start oh, no. doing. If we think a team's going to lose, just say that their starting quarterback needs to be benched. And then I tried that with Purdy, and now he's the second favorite yeah. for MVP. <laughs> we did well, we never saw that. Darnold. To be fair, we did get to see Darnold. But. Yeah, to be fair, we never saw him. So how do we know? Let's move on. Let's talk about the Bills Chiefs. Bills win 2017. Controversial call. We all saw it. We all saw the Tony you know, stepped up offsides. Clearly was offsides. The Chiefs were obviously mad about because he looked like he pointed, and then maybe it was a mixed signal whether the ref was okay with it, and then mm-hmm. threw the flag. Technically, by rule, you're not allowed to throw that flag at the end of the game. If you didn't see the play, Kelsey catches it. And that, was, that was the coolest play, by, by the way. like The coolest play we didn't get to have. 
Hold on a second. Did you say by rule you can't throw that flag? By rule, if if he didn't give him, if he didn't give him a signal, he's not allowed to throw that flag. Like if the ref didn't give him a single. A yeah, signal. if the ref didn't give him a signal that he's okay, he's technically not allowed to throw that flag. They're saying if the ref didn't check, like if the ref didn't say okay or thumbs down, then you can't yeah. throw the flag. Is is what I'm hearing. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what. That's, that's legit. what. That's legit. That's what that's what I think it was it, might, it was either Schefter or Cleveman that tweeted it out. So the the wide receiver has to check with the referee in order for the and the referee and the referee if and he has to get a response from the referee. If not, and if the referee allows it to go on, he's technically not supposed to throw that flag. Terry McLaurin, that's what happened last year. You guys remember? Technically, the ref wasn't supposed to throw that flag, and also Terry McLaurin did check, but but he gave Terry a thumbs up. I know, and that's why that that was even crazier. So we, how do we also? How have we not seen the other side of this camera angle? How have yeah. we not seen the ref side? We have a thousand of these cameras at these stadiums. Like we could solve yeah. this in two seconds. Yeah, I agree. I have there's really one good. Snapchat video out there that has it. Like there's <laughs> yeah. one, and, and then people like draw a line from, down from the, the top screen. Of the stadium, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a pretty good comparison for this. I was thinking about it when I watched it yesterday, and then even today when it's been all over the news feed. I think this is almost like calling offensive three seconds, or excuse me, let me start over. I think this is almost like calling defensive three seconds in basketball to where it's like, you know, it's a rule, it's in the rule book, and the refs are supposed to call it. But it's so subjective to where it's like, oh, if you're engaged or if somebody's near you, you have one foot out, it's like, ah, are we going to call it? Are we not going to call it? It's rarely called. And offensive offsides, you know, it's been called 11 times this year compared to only two last year. So there's more of an emphasis on it. But it's something you don't see a lot. And Carter just went over it. Oh, thumbs up, thumbs down. You got to check with the ref. If he doesn't check with you, you, you can't throw the flag. There's so many nuances about it, and nobody ever expects it to be called. It's the same thing as three seconds. Because guess what? There's so many if, ands, buts, this and that. And whenever it's called, people get so mad. And they're like, you're calling that here in this moment. I've done it back in my playing days. I was like, you're calling it now. So I get it. But you can't really argue it because you broke the rule. It's in the rule book for a reason. Yeah, that's that. My biggest problem is like how mad Mahomes got after. It's like okay, well, like he was blatantly off. Like yeah. it, it wasn't was even close. No doubt. And if the, now I didn't know these rules. If these rules are legit, and we find out that's different, and we get the ref camera angle totally different, I think mm-hmm. he's somewhat justified. But it did put a bad image on Mahomes a, a little bit. I thought. I thought you're you're watching the press conference. You're watching him talk to Josh Allen after. You're like, eh, yeah. I don't. I didn't like that. Yeah, a point that a point that I saw a lot, real quick, Dylan, is that people have people mentioned Mahomes has made a Mahomes has made a pretty good track record on these questionable calls. Yeah. Super Bowl last year, there's been quite a few calls to tilt in his favor, and you know, yes, people say something about it, but what are you going to do at the end of the day? It's a regular season game, and it's not the end of the world. I don't know. I it do wasn't think- a great look. The the thought on Mahomes and on the live stream today, I said some things I've had some time to think about. I think it, I think it's a bad look, right? Um, I do recognize that in the moment, it is tough to control your emotions, especially in such a, a, a high adrenaline, high leverage situation like that, where you just scored what would be probably the winning touchdown and to have it called back for something yeah. like that. I get that. Rivalry. Yeah, I'm I'm not upset about him, honestly, yelling at the ref. I'm not upset about the press conference, really. I think it's the whole the thing with Josh Allen that it seems like he's almost trying to invalidate the win 
to Josh Allen because of the call. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you go out there, you shake his hand, you say, good game, we'll see you in the playoffs, and then you move on, right? You go, you're on to next week. Uh, there is a, there, if I have to go pro, Patrick Mahomes, right? Dude's been the best quarterback in football for the past three years or whatever, and this is really the first gripe we have on the guy. Other than may- maybe you don't like his. And significant- I, don't, I don't even think it's that big of a gripe, but I think it was the Josh Allen thing that you were right about. Like, it was just like, okay, what is, what is Josh Allen supposed to say? Yeah. When you yeah. come up and be like, oh, he wasn't effing offsides. Like, what, what is Josh Allen supposed to say? Like, hey, you're oh, right. We should have lost. You're right, man. Ha, we should we we should have lost. Great game, brother. Like, do no, you want me to help you appeal good- the game? Like, what's he gonna all say? You have to, <laughs> all you have to do is, hey, good game, stay healthy, and then yep. move on, and then you can complain. Just do that. Like, you could have avoided that, but other, but like you mentioned, Dylan, great track record. I'm sorry to interrupt, so keep going. No, you're good. It's just he's had a great track record up to this point, so I try to keep that in mind. And it's also Mahomes does have a history of backing up his players i think when uh week one or whatever when tony was having those drops he said you know i could have made better passes when the whole world knew it wasn't his problem making the passes it was tony dropped the ball so i think part of this might also be i don't i don't know if i want to go as far as say a deflection but you know not he's getting mad at the referees instead of getting mad at his teammate and i think that is a sign of a good captain whether you you mm-hmm. think it's right or not so there's multiple ways you can look at it i uh Abby doesn't is not a fan of Mahomes, and I w- never had a problem with him. And I she she kind of gained a little bit from me yesterday. I was like, okay, yeah. that's that's kind of odd. You shouldn't be doing that to the quarterback that yeah. just beat you. I have a good but, question. It, go okay. ahead. I was just gonna ask, who has the balls to make that play other than Travis Kelsey? Because you got to be secure oh. enough in, in your oh. position as like a player to where if you mess up, there's not going to be many repercussions. You have to be yep. confident enough in what you've done in your career to be like, oh, we can't really fault him for doing that. Like, who is really at that point to make that play? Like, Gronk? A Gronk could have done that. Like, what other tight ends make that Tyree play? Tyreek Hill. Ty- oh, no, not tight end. Oh, yeah, Tyreek Hill. That's oh, yeah. a Tyreek Hill play if I've Anyone, ever seen yeah. one. I, yeah. A, a question leading off of that, do you think it was drawn up that way or it was impromptu? If I hadn't seen him do that multiple times, I would say it wasn't drawn up. But now I'm wondering, like, I don't know if the coaching staff drew it up, but maybe he was like, hey, if I catch this middle of the field and I got a chance to pitch it back, be ready. Yeah. Like, be ready for the ball. There's no way Tony wasn't totally be ready for that ball. And that's where his mind was when he was lining up. He was like, oh, Uh, I'm about to get a lateral. I can't line up on sides. Ooh, he wasn't thinking about that. And if if you consider, like, if he doesn't make that lateral pass, they still have a field goal. Like they, they could still tie the game no matter what happens. Now, obviously the offsides comes in, it doesn't matter, but in that moment, it's like, you don't even have to do that. So it's not a last it, second play. Yeah. Very interesting. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was drawn up or not. You guys see Tony Romo get obliterated online today and yesterday. What for? He called, he said it was uh Travis Kelsey's wife. Oh, oh I did yes, see that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I noticed that in real time, but then I was like, who cares? You know, <laughs> yeah. last thing on this game, I'll ask you guys this. I would say as far as like dynasties go, I think Bill Simmons said this today when I was listening. The Chiefs have been like a pretty likable dynasty. Like nobody hates oh, yeah. them like the Patriots. It's the Warriors. Or the Cowboys. Like, yeah. Even the Warriors weren't that hated. Even with KD, like people hated KD specifically, but like. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Were, you, and that's You didn't what hate loved. Steve Kerr. You didn't hate Steph Curry. The only people that hated them was. A Lakers fan Lakers or LeBron. Fans. <laughs> That's like Lakers. Yeah. Lakers fans or LeBron. Fans. Cavs fans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Bengals fans. 
over here, not a fan. Mm. Uh, very much That's hated fair. over here. But it's it's geographical. I agree with you. I I mean, it's not like the Patriots where everybody yeah, Broncos just fans, hates them. Bro- Broncos fans do hate him, but that's division. Yeah. So, that's so you guys, you guys didn't take him down a rung as far as like, because I heard like, oh, this Taylor Swift debacle, and like that's brought them down a rung on some people's ladders that don't no. like her. The whole situation. No, it's, it's, I think they're still all... likable. Yeah. No, no, no. And the other thing is, people were trying to say like, oh, has Taylor Swift ruined this team? And has that distraction <laughs> yeah. been too much? This team is has probably what one legitimate loss if it wasn't for the dumbest receivers in football. So. The Broncos game, they probably just that's just a flat out loss. I don't think there's any excuses in that game. Yeah. Every other game, you could say, well, I mean, MVS got fouled, MVS dropped the pass, Darius Tony against the Lions dropped that, the onside call or offsides call with Darius mm-hmm. Tony in this last game. Like, that's four losses I just came up with yeah. off the top of my head that are very, very easily the other way with a middle of the road receiving core. And these losses are easily identifiable. If there was like some magic juju where it's like, oh, they're just losing all these games based on luck or like what the hell's happening, you don't even know. You can point to the issues with this team. It's not just some kind of black magic over the team that Taylor Swift brought on. I don't, I don't like that. Last yeah. thing I'll talk about in the Chiefs, and then we'll we'll move on. We we can do a little bit on the Bills if you want. I don't think there's really much with the Bills. It's more so like, okay, they're in the playoff race now. Let's see it. Let's, Let's see go. them win these big games. So with the Chiefs, last thing. Why would you not like look into the wide receiver market and say, oh, you know what? Why not throw a third round or a second round pick at Adam Thielen in Carolina or one of these other receivers? Like, why not get one more guy in that's on a team friendly contract? I think it's worth giving up draft capital when you are this good. Yeah. When that's your really your only hole on this team is receivers. I think now, hand up. I've always said it. I'm not big on draft. I'm not big on uh, salary cap or whatever. I don't get it. I don't try to get it. I have a master's degree in data analysis, and the numbers are too big for me. But <laughs> I think that their game plan going into it was probably Kelsey's wide receiver one. And for whatever reason, he's not performing like wide receiver one, right? Whether it's he's getting covered better, which I I, I find hard to believe because the whole league's been put on notice for the last two years that, hey, you got to double team this guy. So right. nothing's changed there. I'm not quite sure. MVS, I don't remember him being that bad with the Packers. I now he had Aaron he had Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, but I mean Patrick Mahomes is he's not he was he wasn't one Patrick of those like, cons- better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He wasn't just like one of those consistent receivers. It was always like a deep play, big play kind of yeah. guy, two catches for eighty five yards. It was and never he was like always that catches. guy that was he was always that guy that was just lingering on your fantasy waiver wire, like maybe I have <laughs> to pick up MVS this <laughs> week for eight point six points at yeah, best. He, <laughs> he's projected, yeah, eight point eight. Guys. The Zach Wilson stock, the Zach Wilson stock is at an all-time high again. I think I th- I don't think it's I don't know if it ever reached these heights, but uh, since he's entered the league, you know, when pre-draft during the draft, it always was there. I think it hit a big point when he, I think he beat the Titans his rookie year and he had a big game, but I don't think it's ever reached this point. Now he had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, murdered the Texans, 30 to six. Some say, you know, MVP candidate, rookie of the year, CJ Stroud might not be as good as Zach Wilson. Some are saying, Dylan, uh, uh, a big win, big win for Connor and Carter yesterday. Who are the two quarterbacks that have outplayed CJ Stroud this year? Zach Wilson and Bryce Young, baby. Oh, let's go. <laughs> baby steps, baby. Um, yeah, he looked great. What I don't get, there's there's two two main takeaways from this. Number one. Zach Wilson starts. Well, he doesn't start. Aaron Rodgers starts. He gets put in, named the starter, and Salah sticks with that guy like 
like it was his son. And then all of a sudden, oh, we're going to go with someone else. Then Boyle ends up being pretty bad. Zach Wilson gets it back. What what happened between the his last start and this start for this to happen? Because I haven't played football. So is it is it a change in scheme? Is it Zach Wilson just making the plays, taking a taking a page from Bryce Young's book? I mean, what what do you guys think happened here? I'll 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 go. I'll go. I'll go. It's just he had nothing to lose. He had nothing to lose at this point. I mean, it, he, you saw his press conference, or I think it was DJ Reed said in the press conference, he goes, I mean, if I get benched, I get benched. That's what Zach told him. He's like, I'm just going to go out there and play like I got nothing to lose. He looked comfortable out there. If you watch the game, he looked poised. He looked confident. He was like, yeah, I got nothing to lose. I think he got those, especially in the second half, man. He turned it on. Go ahead. Oh, But I get the whole nothing to lose thing, right? But Sala was telling him that the whole way, and it was true. Like, the guy was throwing up goose eggs, and he was still getting the start every single week. But let me counter with this. I think he'd already hit rock bottom at this point, and I also think that seeing Tim Boyle come in and play quarterback for them, I think in his mind he was like, there's no way in hell I can do worse than this. Now, he's been yeah. bad, but I think in Zach, even though Sala's telling him this and Sala's like, it's okay, you know, being supportive, in Zach Wilson's mind as a competitor – you know in the back of his mind it's this defense is, you know, some people are saying generational defense, playoff aspirations. This is a team that could get here if they had a quarterback. That's what you see. Every headline, New York media, if this team had a quarterback, man, watch out. That's always in the back of his mind. Every time he went out on that field, every time he took a snap. So now after this, after he gets benched for Tim Boyle and C.J. Strebler last year, you know, whoever else, Trevor Simeon, I think he's seeing in his mind it's like, I've hit rock bottom. I have nothing else to lose, and I can only go up from here. Because even in his post-game presser, he just felt more free-flowing. Like, just more – there's no other word. Free-flowing and just a weight lifted off his shoulders. Like, you know what? Maybe I, I am better than what I've been showing and screw everything else. I'm just going to go out there and play how I played in college and a few games my rookie year. Misery does love company, too, and I bet it – I can't. I would imagine that it feels good for him to see Boyle struggle as well, and being like, "Okay, well, I'm not the only one. It maybe it's not me. Maybe it's something else." Yeah, and you could, and and then also the media narrative switched to, "Why don't we just bring back Zach? Tim Boyle's this right. bad, and now he yeah. has the media behind him. You know, his family's obviously in the media all the time, talking to you know, very involved on social media and all that. So mm -hmm. they're you know they're feeding that into him too. It's it's a whole thing. I just was that the plan. Kind of, Guys, was no. that the plan all along? No. He, Tim it's Boyle comes in a couple games, brings Zach Wilson back. I don't know. Give him a little he, confidence. He might not even be playing for a spot with the Jets. Like, he might already be on to the next thing. Like, hey, I can perform and and try to earn a contract for next year as, I don't want to say a back. I mean, maybe a backup, maybe a starter with another team. Carter? Counterpoint, conspiracy theory time. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just elite at tryouts. So this was his tryout. Uh, tryout this guy. was Zach, yeah. This was Zach Wilson's tryout, tryout for maybe, <laughs> but this was his tryout for his next team. Balls out, three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no picks, great passer rating. We saw what happened in the pro day. That was his big tryout. You saw the amazing throw. Maybe it's just hey, back against the wall. This is your chance. He's like, all right, I'll turn it on now. And then next <laughs> week he's just terrible for no reason. And I look terrible. I look dumb. That's, that's also quite a also to work on. Also, can we like 
calm down. People were the excuse book was out for Houston Texans fans. Oh my gosh. Oh, I was it, hearing the everything. Worst. I was I was hearing everything. I was hearing, oh, he doesn't have the offensive line. Oh, well, he didn't have Tank Dell. Oh, well, it was raining. Oh, it was a little windy. I don't want to hear any of that because yeah, I don't want to hear any of that. Guess who caught the first touchdown in that Jets game? Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. <laughs> Zach Wilson was thrown to Randall Cobb. I didn't even know why he's still in the league. That's how bad the receivers were besides There's Garrett one Wilson. Reason he's Can in I the break league. some news? Can I break news? Oh, go ahead. This one pertains to the podcast. Bryce Young benched? News. Yeah, he is for Andy Dalton. North Carolina redshirt sophomore quarterback Drake May tells ESPN that he's foregoing the remainder of his eligibility to declare for the NFL draft. Y'all almost had me there. Is he like, going to play in the bowl game? No, no shot he plays in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Not now. Against, He's a know. strong contender for the number one overall pick in the 2024 NFL draft. That's what uh, is. That's what Pete Thamel said. The Panthers have the worst record. They could dra- Oh. I feel like Connor's a sneaky anti. I feel like Connor's not a Panthers fan. I'm starting to get inklings of it. After what you've watched this year, how can you not waver a little bit? No, I'm just kidding. No. I've been loyal Stay to this strong, franchise as firm. long as I can remember. Well, yeah, I don't know. Good breaking anyhow, news, Dylan. That's what I was going to say. You. Back to the Texans thing. CJ Stroud, get, look, Texans fans, let's chill out with the excuses because we've been, Panther fans deserve to have the we've been you know having to use the excuse book all year i mean we know it front and back we we know every word of the excuse cover book. to cover and and now the texans want to whip out this book all of a sudden and all of a sudden oh now it's hard to play with a bad situation and a bad offensive line no receivers no receivers yeah. yep that's that's exactly what i'm thinking right you go there's a there's a couple guys that still periodically pop up on my timeline from texans twitter one of them is uh sarge which uh you might think <laughs> what kind of name is sarge well he just tweets, and then at the end of every tweet, he just puts hashtag Sarge in all caps. I like every that. Tweet, every tweet. I like, like that. Make sure you know it's him. Um, but some of these guys still pop up, and they're making these excuses. And I'm like, guys, if, if you want to talk about Stroud being the guy, look at Bryce Young's situation, right? Like, if you put Stroud in that situation, or better yet, you put Young in a Houston Texans situation, if, as much as I hate to say it, he probably ends up being better. So, like, you're making all these excuses, and it's like, well... What do you do? You could also maybe workshop a take that Texans play good defense. All of a sudden, Stroud throws for less than triple digits in yards. I don't, I don't want to start <laughs> and, that, but something to think about. And you know, what, you know what people don't talk about enough is that the Texans said they were going to pick Bryce Young if he felt if he was at two, they wanted Bryce Young. You know, and you know what? While we're while we're crapping on the Texans fans, a lot of people, guys, a lot of people talking about Stroud MVP. 25 to 1, 20 to 1. It's 100 to 1 today. 100, that's 100 to 1. You could you have bought a kid's Christmas for that. Money. Idiots. Uh-huh. Idiots if you ever thought CJ Stroud was winning the MVP. Insane stuff. It, I'm, I'm and, glad and, that this day happened, but what matters is he comes back from concussion protocol and he's healthy next week against the, te- the Titans. Has to and also, 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 point this out. Maybe he's not the best offensive rookie. We're not talking about Puka Nakua enough. Puka Nakua. That dude. He is just a dog. Puka Nakua deserves to be on the dog rankings. He's top five in receiving yards. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Mom texted me two weeks ago before we recorded. She's like, hey, have you guys talked about... Huh? (laughs) 
Yeah, come, come, upstairs. <laughs> come upstairs. Dinner's ready. She said, have you guys talked about Puka Nakua, Offensive Rookie of the Year, on the show? I said, no, we haven't talked about Offensive Rookie I told rookie you she's a sharp. I've said it a thousand times. She's a sharp. She knows ball. She does know ball. He is balling. She, if the Ravens make, or the Rams make a little playoff push here and he's a big reason why, I mean, he's a very likable guy, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, knowing ball is a recessive trait, apparently. It's, it skipped me over. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be in here doing did, punnet did squares until punnet. 9 square, yes. to figure out how I can get the, how I can get the, the ball gene. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The pause. Uh, yeah, pause. <laughs> uh, that's a good transition. Saints 28, <laughs> Panthers 6. <laughs> Uh, oh, Saints 28, shit. Panthers 6. Panthers had 204 yards on the ground, while the Saints had 207 yards total and won by 22 points. Look, before I'll, I'll ask the overarching question. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this game. <sighs> Connor, without Dylan yeah. here. What the hell was that game? i got to be honest with you, Carter. I tweeted this out, too. Watching that game, I watched that from the first snap all the way to the end. That's the least faith I've ever had in the Panthers team to move the ball. And this is the least the least faith I've ever had in the organization to just make a right decision or do anything or the coaching staff to call a good play. I got a couple numbers here. Dylan, unplug your ears for this. They're not doing so – let me start with this. They're not doing Bryce any favors. Panthers dead last in yards per play. Four. Four yards per play even. Second most sacked quarterback in the league behind Sam Howell. He's been sacked 48 times. So they're not doing him any favors. But I think it's time for Bryce to start looking in the mirror because – all the blame. The situation sucks. There is no doubt about it. But Carter, some of these numbers are horrible. The Panthers are second to last in completion percentage behind the Browns, who've had PJ Walker and okay. DTR for like three fourths of the year. Let me get the excuse book back out. But like completion percentage, what if just no one's open and he doesn't have the time? Like that—that's the issue with that. I mean, it, you can the, draw all these back to play calling, sure. But some of these throws, like nobody's open, but five point three yards per attempt. Which sure, no time, nobody's open, but and bad play calling. Like that's the other problem with it. That can't too. be a hundred percent that though, Carter. Like, and it's not. It's not. He missed the wide open touchdown right there. He he missed it, and that's on him. It looked like he flinched on that throw. He looked like he was scared. He was like, "Oh, I'm yep. gonna die," and then he flinched on it. The other thing is, like, if you've been in the weeds of Panthers Twitter and Reddit, when the offensive coordinator's wife is going on saying oh we've already been fired like my husband doesn't even want to be there and doesn't want to call plays like she's tweeting that out there and then it gets deleted like 10 seconds later and she her twitter is vanished from the universe it's a little concerning like that's an impossible situation mm-hmm. and this is going to make dylan happy but i think you let bryce play the falcons game maybe the packers and sit them the last two games that's what that that's what I'm saying. So, are you done? Can I go? No, last thing, last thing, last. Thing. Sit the last two games because just because he's getting reps doesn't mean they're good reps. You can have bad reps that hurt his confidence. Go ahead, Dylan. They're hurting his development. That was my bullet point. They're hurting his Perfect. development. Perfect. Because I was about to go on here and I was going to blame you guys. You guys are the root of the problem. You guys want to take your first round draft pick and tout him out there with no weapons, no protection, risk him getting injured. That's your guys' fault. That's the fans' fault. I was going at it with Keith Pound. No, no, that's your fault. Think about the last first, first number one draft pick that was put into a situation and thrived. Joe Burrow goes to Cincinnati. Now, granted, he doesn't sit willingly, but he gets injured five, six games into the season. And then all of a sudden, he, they rebuild around him. They build a line for him. They get him some receivers. And all of a sudden, they're Super Bowl contenders. So where are the Super Bowl next year? That's possible. That's what I'm hearing. That's, that's what I'm hearing. 
I don't I don't want to rule it out, but the the issue is all year, all year, even in our little spats, it's uh, who has the least amount of weapons. Who let's do a least amount of weapons off and see the least amount of weapons Olympics and see who wins gold, right? But if you in have the, the least amount of weapons, what? Go ahead. We're going to say. We can go to Paris for the Olympics, twenty twenty four. Shout yeah. out NBC, yeah. Gabby Douglas. The problem is you make we make all these excuses. Why are we touting a quarterback out there that's supposed to be the future of our franchise if he's going to get killed on the field? And, and that, not that even, comes down to the fans. And that's not even on the, the on the field part of it. It's also like if you know what's going on behind the scenes with the coaching staff and what's going on, like how bad it is, that's an even bigger problem because they're setting him up to fail. It's yep. literally like yep. your teacher says, hey, this is how you do this math equation, and they give you the wrong equation on how to fix the formula, whatever. You're a math guy, Dylan. You get it. I love it. And you, they give you the wrong equation, and then you're like, oh, wait, I thought I knew this. I thought I knew slope-intercept form, Dylan. I thought y I knew it. MX plus B. Can you give me point point slope? Uh, We'll, we'll talk about that later. Right. Um, <laughs> Last thing on this, real quick, quick response. Bryce Young panic meter, 1 to 10. Connor? I would say 7. Uh, actually, I would say That's 6. High. I would say six. I would say six. Dylan. It's a little, a little above average. That's my answer. I got to ask a clarifying question. Are we talking about long-term or this year? Long-term. Long-term. Oh. Three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer to four. I thought you just meant like this year, like getting hurt, finishing the year. Four. Long-term, it's the Panthers franchise quarterback four. I'm at a two. I'm at a two. It's yeah, I'm not that worried about him. Uh, let's move on real quick. Let's let's speed through some of these. Bucks Falcons. Yep. Bucks win. Falcons choke that game. Absolutely blew that game. NFC South is in the Bucks hands now, and I'm kind of glad for it. If you're a Falcons fan, sneaky, the best thing that can happen to you is missing the playoffs this year because then you get your coach fired. If they win this NFC South, Arthur Smith is going to keep his job, and he's clearly not the guy. And they also just need a decent quarterback an average quarterback a, a top 20 quarterback will do just fine in atlanta and you'll win nine games in this division no problem yeah i, I thought we did a whole little bit about which which coaches are getting fired and i said yes on arthur smith and you guys said oh no 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 because, because i thought it's just the quarterback I, no because i no 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 i didn't say it was because of the quarterback i thought it was because they were going to win the nfc south okay and you can't fire him if he wins the nfc south but I think all three coaches get fired. Whoever doesn't win that NFC South, the other three are gone. Yeah. And a yeah. side note on the Bucks Falcons, it sucks. Baker's not great, but to see him like damn nearly in a team to the playoffs, because you got to see that, which is, you know, eh, whatever. He's okay. Stephon Gilmore had a great game. CMC is absolutely dominating this year, and DJ Moore is killing it for Chicago. So as yeah. a Panthers fan, you're like, wow, those would be some good pieces to have. Oh, wait, this dysfunctional franchise had those pieces. And here we are. There's a little song. It makes me think of a little song by our girl. Oh. It, it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. That's the oh. Panthers. That's David, David Tepper. Tepper. That's David Tepper with the brass balls. There you go. There, David game, Tepper. We, we trash on Ritter. We don't need to spend too much time on it. 347 yards, one touchdown, one interception. God, you just got to take care of the ball. That's what it comes down to this guy. The guy fumbles... Uh, Guy's fumbling the bag like I did in high school. It's crazy. He's just uh, everywhere. Fumble, fumble, fumble. So, sack from behind. Fumble, fumble, fumble. So wait, Desmond Ritter friend zone? Let's work on it. Let's workshop we'll, that. Workshop that. Let's workshop we'll be, that. We'll be back. We'll be back Wednesday for that one. Uh, but like, we'll, the, Atlanta outplayed Tampa Bay here. Outgained it by 144 yards. Seven more first downs. It just got take care of the ball. That's all the Falcons have to do. If Desmond Ritter could fumble the ball once, once per game instead of three, they'd be just fine. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's move on. Bears 28, Lions 13. 
Look, Bears win. Bears sneaky. Not that bad. They're in not the that league. bad in nah, Chicago. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Montez Sweat, great pickup. Great that trade. Was. That was. People aren't I'll, talking about that enough. I want to harp on the Lions here real quick. The signs were there, guys. We talked about it. Couldn't wait to bet against this defense in the playoffs. Dylan got my emotions heated, so I bet him on Thanksgiving. I'm past that now. I see the flaws. I see the flaws now. They're three and two in their last five since their bye week. Lost to the Packers, lost to the Bears, wins by five or less to the Chargers, Saints, and Bears. Those are not very good teams. Those are not very good offenses. I mean, Herbert, yeah, sure, flashy, whatever. Jordan Love didn't play great that game. Eh, Thanksgiving he did. But defense the last five games, this is what I want to harp on. Second worst in total points, third worst in opponent points per game over, over this season. 29.8 over the last five games. Yep. That's absurd. Couldn't stop a parked car. So this Lions team, I don't know. Jared, if Jared Goff's not putting up 300 yards and two touchdowns and Montgomery and Gibbs aren't rushing for 150 combined, what are they going to do? Like, I think the word Losing fraud the is a round. little – Yeah, well, the word fraud is a little strong, but people were talking about them as Super Bowl favorites five weeks ago. So, Oh, yeah. That's, the breaks have been screeched to a halt. You can't score 35 points a game. Like, it's just not sustainable. It's not going to happen sh- in the playoffs. Oh, no. And shout out to us for being first on the scene for that. I think I think we broke that news. I think we broke that news on the show a couple weeks ago, but – yeah, yeah. The, I, the, I don't know if I'm buying into the Bears, but I think the Lions. Now, I'll be honest. I bet on the Lions for next week already because I think the Broncos are are fraudulent as well. But they got lucky uh, this week. The, the Lions have something something wrong, right? And I think they'll make the playoffs. They I, the, the Packers win tonight. Uh, Packers division. It, it's right there for them to grab. But I still think that the the Lions are set up pretty well to grab the playoff spot. But boy, they're going to be a fun team to bet against in the playoffs. Yeah, depending on who they play against, because like, what if they match up against Seattle? It's it's free. It's oh. like the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other. It's the same thing. Seattle and over Detroit is. are the exact same. Blind yeah, over over fifty eight, whatever the number is. Blind yeah. over. Ravens thirty seven, Rams thirty one. Game ends in overtime. I don't know if there's much to dive into from this game other than both teams are good, and also I believe both teams, both of these teams should be and hopefully will be in the playoffs. Obviously, the Ravens will, but the Rams is another question. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't I, really I had one we, point on the Rams. I was looking at some numbers in the Dylan, the Dylan realm. Quietly, their offense is seventh in percentage of drives that end in offensive scores. Seventh. You know who they're behind? Dallas, San Francisco, Miami, Panthers. Philly, Buffalo, Baltimore. So like, those are just like arguably the top six teams in the league. Rams yeah. are right there. And they're ahead of Kansas City and Detroit. And they're fifth best in terms of offensive drives ending in a turnover. They don't turn the ball over. Only 7.9% of their drives end in the turnover. Chiefs and the Bills, fifteen percent each. That's interesting because uh, Stafford Stafford is throwing interceptions at his normal rate. Not so much the last three games. That just means they're taking care of the ball when they run it. Like the right. Tyron Williams is taking care of the ball. The receivers are taking care of the ball. So um, the one point I wanted to make here, I didn't expect the Rams to be that good going into this season, especially when the Cooper Cup news came out uh, from preseason where he wouldn't be starting. And believe in my guy Puka. I, I hammered their under. Who? Who's who's Nakur? Probably should probably should cut that. Let's cut that. That was a little close. But <laughs> I didn't know who the guy was, right? And uh Stafford, last three, quietly, eight hundred, two yards, ten touchdowns, one interception. Like the guy's it's like twenty fifteen all over again. He's he's reeling back the clock. So good for him. Uh Rams getting hot at the right time. We'll see if it continues, even though they lost this game. But I was with you, Connor. I bet all their unders, and now they're, yeah. I think there's probably like seven or eight. We're getting pretty close here. Yeah, they're screwing me. I think the Ravens have to be taken seriously, though. I mean, that win, sure, it wasn't pretty, wasn't great. 
I still think they're they're a force in the AFC, and I bet on them to win the Super Bowl plus eight hundred. So before before last yep. week, I don't hate that. The, uh, let's move on. Browns let's beat the Jags. Is Joe Flacco the best quarterback in the league? Is he elite? Is it what twenty? Is it twenty thirteen all over again? Joe's a very elite quarterback. He won that Super Bowl <laughs> mostly with that great arm of his. I don't know. Is he or not? I don't know. I can't do Donald Trump. I try to do it today on the live stream. I can't do Donald Trump. <laughs> Joe Flacco. <laughs> yeah. That, that, <laughs> was good. that was good. It's kind of weird to see Joe Flacco playing in 2023, and then I'm reminded, like, man, where do I know him the most from? Probably, obviously, Baltimore. Anquan Bolden. Torrey Smith. Like, those guys feel like they played 15 years ago, which yeah. I guess they did. How, like, how, you know, is Joe Flacco, how is Joe Flacco still in the league? It is just so weird. Wasn't he on TV? For a minute, didn't he do he, like some? I saw he applied stuff? to be on like he uh, applied to be on a show with maybe Ryan Clark or something. I can't remember. And this was that was like the tweet was that he applied to be a an analyst, and then now he's playing quarterback starting for quarterback Browns. for a playoff team. That's yeah. crazy. If he leads him to the playoffs, comeback player of the year. We talked about it earlier. Might not be out of the question. Hundred to one at DraftKings, and you got what two fifty? Two fifty to one. Yeah, after his first That's start. Yeah, good. hedge with Hamlin. Hedge with Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence was his injury fake. <laughs> was it? Fake? It looked. It looked bad. It looked bad, but when it happened, he, he either got the craziest horse bills, or it wasn't as bad as they were reporting. And they well, were trying they, to they get took a competitive one look advantage. At CZ, they took one look at CJ Beathard, and they're like, "You got to play this week. Yeah, you got to get. <laughs> you got to play. You got to do yeah. something. You have to be out there. Sacrifice I a homeless man. <laughs> do some transplants. <laughs> the game of the day." Vikings three, Raiders zero. Oh, beautiful. I was supposed to go to this game, actually. I bailed. That's real I football. bailed last wow. second. And what a great call. I know. I, we almost got the Frank Beamer meme of, let's go, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, zero, zero. Uh, Josh Dobbs honeymoon's over. Josh yeah. Dobbs honeymoon's over. Yeah. I was wrong about, see, I, I'm right, I'm right, but I'm wrong, too. I was wrong about Wait, Josh Dobbs. You know, you know what time it is? It's Jaron Hall season. Uh, it's Jaron uh, Hall season. Like it's gonna be Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, uh, yeah. Jaron Hall's in concussion protocol technically still. Still? How yeah, long can a concussion it, last? Inside info. It was, well, it was bad. This B- is BYU stu- students, you know. They they take they, this they, is like when they, that, they do when things that, differently up there. I, I thought you were gonna make a head joke, Connor. I, 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 almost, head joke. I almost took it I almost took it the dirty route and then I decided not to. Uh, it's like that uh, one girl well, in middle school that gets a concussion, and then like three years later, you're a sophomore in high school, and you find out she still can't play sports. Like and she you know, crushes. Those, those she has a knee brace are... for no reason. Yeah, she's all of a sudden wearing a knee brace all <laughs> yeah, the time for no reason. Crushes. I thought I thought you hit your head. <laughs> yeah, but it spread. It spread down. It's spread. It's conta- sprained it's, uh, my head. <laughs> oh shoot! I'm blanking on the word. They're saying my D three offer to Brevard is not going to come through. Furman. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Southern Virginia is not spread everywhere. <laughs> All right, we're, real quick around the NFL, the games I really don't care to talk about: Forty Niners twenty-eight, Seahawks sixteen. Eh, what you expected? It, whatever number you got in that game was very important with the spread. But you know, Niners just better than the Seahawks. Drew Locke, not that bad. We talked about that. Moving on, yeah. Broncos twenty-four, Chargers seven. Justin Herbert going out. I, I brought this they up while lucky. watching the game. I, I brought I brought this up while watching the game. If you were ever going to have an injury as a quarterback on a bad team that sits you out for the rest of the season, probably wouldn't you want it to be a broken finger? Like that's kind of the best injury you can get because that is, I don't know if it was on his throwing hand or not. I was going to say, your, 
if it's on your non-throwing hand, you're like, ah, broken finger? Like, I could just chill. That's like, not bad. Yeah, you're like, my my pinky finger got broken. Like, ah, I can't grip doesn't the football. Affect his mo- doesn't affect his mobility. It's not like a hamstring, like, lingers around or an ankle sprain. Yeah, if, as yeah. long as it's Audio- his non-throwing hand. Adios, Brandon Staley. Hopefully you get fired after the Thursday night football game. You know, one of those. Easton Stick, Aiden, McC- Aiden O'Connell. Great game. Aiden O'Connell rush yards was probably free money. Go ahead, Dylan. I have someone on the inside. I, I don't know if I can pull it up quick enough, but I tweeted something about Staley being fired literally after the game ends. And uh, there was some burner account. <laughs> Give me you one love second. getting into it with the burners. Well, this wasn't even like getting into Oh, here we go. I found it. Um. I said, there's zero chance Staley is coaching next week. Zero. And I quote tweeted an old video. And uh, at TatisBurner123 said, Chargers don't fire coaches midseason. They could lose by 40 and he'll stay. So it looks like Staley, according to TatisBurner123. TatisBurner, shout out. He, he, uh, he's locked up till the end of the year. So right. congrats, Staley, for being in, in a job until at least Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And he, he was going to get paid no matter what, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Last game. Oh, wait, well, yeah, Broncos. Anything on the Broncos? Like, they just, I mean, they win, but like. Sell, 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 like sell, 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 sell. I still think last week. Your short well, position got a little hurt last week. Me? Yeah. I come out of the Chargers game? Yeah. Well, that one, I mean, yeah, but they beat. Herbert uh, got hurt. Herbert got hurt. Yeah, that means nothing to me. Herbert got hurt. Bengals yeah. 34, Colts 14. I thought I was more excited about this game coming in, into the day, and then the Bengals. Jake Browning, I think you brought this up, Dylan. Is Joe Burrow a system quarterback? Because Jake Browning j- looks like Joe Burrow. If if you sh- took one of your parents and said, hey, watch this football game, and they knew who Joe Burrow was, they knew who's on the Bengals from the Super Bowl, they said, watch this game, and they saw that game yesterday, they would have said, oh, Joe Burrow, he's killing it. This guy's good. Is he an MVP candidate? Yeah. Nope. It's Jake Browning. I, blind, I, I, like, blind stat line. Yep. Yeah, blind stat line, blind look. Kind of like same size frame has a little bit of the same throwing motion. It's, yeah, they got a type. He's six. Joe, Joe Burrow's nine. Match made in heaven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. There you go. Uh, anything on this one? Anything else in the NFL? Or are we? Uh, anything else? So I thought. I, I, go, go ahead, Connor. You go ahead. Well, I, I was. I thought Colts Bengals would be more exciting. I thought the Colts yeah. would put, put up a better game. I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, a lot of points. Man, it was kind of man. Overhead, but yeah, going. I'm so, I'm so betting on him against the Steelers next week too. Oh, the Colts, yeah, mm-hmm. give that to me. Abby just sent this to me. It looks like I can't tell if it's real or not. It's a quote card of Patrick Mahomes, and it's a picture of him. And then it's, the quote is, "It's frustrating. We've got guys more worried about their jersey sales, their Instagram followers, and anything but football." Patrick Mahomes on Chief struggles. I don't know if it's legit or not. Oh wow. Who's worried about well, jersey sales? Something to consider, you know, if we if we see that out in the wild west of X. It's not Kelsey because he he just defended Kelsey with his life in the press conference, so it's not him. Who could it be? Is it Kadarius Tony? No, they have no who's stars. Buy, who's, buying a, who's buying who's buying Kadarius Tony jersey? Is he saying the NFL's rigged? Mm. Ooh, okay, I can get behind that. As far as as long as we're doing quote pictures, uh, got one from Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. That's definitely real. We were all soaking out there. Felt like I was back at BYU. Quarterback Zach Wilson on playing in the rain versus Houston Texans. I love Thoughts, it. Thoughts, Carter? Dub. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's the dog. He's the dog. He is who he is. Um, you know, there's a reason he comes back to Draper, Utah on his bye weeks. You know, that's just who he is. He's I hate dog, Draper. You know? 
uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake. That's him. He's going to be on the show soon. I, I guarantee that. And uh, yeah, no further comment at this time. He might need to be on the Golden Bachelor with this track record. <laughs> is, is that Gilf territory? Guess. Is that Gilf? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> that word itself is disgusting. Just not even associate anything with it. The sound of that word. Just the sound of guilt. It's like a blah. shudder. Yeah, it makes me shudder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, NSC South football. They're guilt. Yeah. The Hornets <laughs> play tonight against the Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Or the Heat. Actually, it's the Heat. Either yeah, way. Even just as bad. I know. Anything else? No, I think that's it. It's just, you know, kind of bring it full circle here. Only a few weeks left of the regular season, guys. I mean, I, yeah, this season like just flown by. It's kind of, kind of bad that I'm only going to have three more weeks to bet on Bryce Young. Or bet against him. Connor, Super Bowl winner, go. Dallas Cowboys. Carter, go. San Francisco 49ers. Buffalo Bills. Oh my gosh. He's getting clicks. He's trying to get clicks. No, it's it's the 49ers. You know it. 49ers Bills. Sneaky would be a sweet Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, would. Good colors. Yeah, that would be that would be pleasing colors. We're oh in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We going? Cat cast. Cast Super Bowl in Vegas. Casting live we fil- from we f- what, we film in twenty five Road W. <laughs> uh, cast or cast in uh, Henderson. We we get a hotel in Reno. We can't even stay like near <laughs> Vegas. We'll just say yeah, we're here for the for the festivities and stuff. It's like oh well, how are you? <laughs> we get our we get our own little place at Radio Row. It's just a blackjack table at El Cortez at three a.m. Yeah, there you go. And we just have we just have three Blue Yeti mics saying all right, let's roll, let's rock and roll. People be like, here are these guys. I'm like, well, little do you know, little do you know. Have you heard about pumping the brakes on C.J. Stroud? <laughs> Do you, do you know Chris Duhon actually said a story about Kobe Bryant on this show one time? <laughs> if you check right. Legion Hoops, you'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's it from us. Thank you guys for listening so much. We'll see you on Wednesday. Connor, we have our NBA pod. A little something special in college basketball. Cooking that up right now. I'll, uh, I'll release that very soon. Um, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Let's get the YouTube to 1K before the end of the year. That's the goal. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Let's get the YouTube to 1K at the end of the year. If I have to do a 24-hour stream or something, we'll make it work. I'll make it work. We're going to get the YouTube to 1K before 2024. That's our goal. Go subscribe on the YouTube right now. Uh, Rate, review, wherever you're listening. Thank you guys so much, so much for listening. At Connor underscore Sparrow. At Wilkerson A. Dillon. At Carter B. At CarterCast on all social media. You're going to see right here. Right here. At CarterCast on everything. Right there. We'll see you all next time. Bye.